0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Amen. Come and put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. As you remain standing, I want to express my gratitude to my spiritual father and mother, uh, Apostle. Theo and Dr. Bev, for giving me the opportunity to be here. I want to thank also the wonderful pastors that are here, uh, Dr. Johnny, Dr. Simone, and all the pastors. And I also want to express my gratitude to the Freeman family, because because of you, I got connected here. So thank you very much. Put our hands together for these wonderful pastors and wonderful people. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. A lot of things are going on in Mauritius, and uh, Mauritius is a beautiful island. It's where God lives. I really don't know who lives here, but I know God lives in Mauritius. Praise the Lord. Uh, we, we, we we bought our building and we're just um, waiting for mom and dad. Um, so it's going to be great. It's been a great year. Amen. It's been challenging, but it's been a great year. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to talk to you this morning on the four seasons of life. and I want you to take notes and I want you to listen carefully because in South Africa, There are different seasons. In Mauritius, we only have two seasons, summer, winter, right? Or summer and summer. But in South Africa, you have four seasons, am I right? And your first season, let's just take it, we are in the season of what today? Summer, right? After summer comes, autumn. And after autumn comes, winter. And after winter comes, now I'm going to teach you in the word of God, biblically speaking, especially in the life of Joseph, Depicted by four different garments, meaning and showing four seasons of life. You are right now in a process. You are right now in a moment of transition. You may not be where you want to be, but you are not where you used to be. That's called productivity, that's called progress. God is a God of progress, God is a God of productivity. Say amen, somebody. So God says we move from glory to glory. Look at somebody and say, I'm in a time of transition. Praise the Lord. You are moving ahead. You are moving with God. God, I want to repeat myself, is a God of progress. God does not want you to turn around in circles or remain stagnant in your life or go backwards in your life. God wants you to move forward in life. Now, in the in book of 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible says, the sons of Issachar discerned the times and the seasons and knew what to do. I want you to understand there are two very important factors in our spiritual growth. Number one, we have to learn to hear the voice of God. God speaks to everybody. Jesus said, my sheep hears my voice. So I want you to put your hand on your ears and say, in Jesus' name, my ears are open to hear the voice of God. Now, the voice of God gives you instruction. The voice of God gives you revelation. The voice of God gives you direction. And the voice of God also gives you correction. See, when God speaks to us, we need to learn to align our mind to His mind. We need to learn to, learn, we need to learn to align our lives to His will. The second important factor that you need to understand in your Christian growth is learning to discern the timing of God. So you hear the voice of God, but you need to know the timing of God. The Bible says concerning the sons of Issachar, They knew how to discern time, and because they knew the season, they knew what to do. If you don't know what time you are in right now in your life, you will not know what to do. And God does not want us to be ignorant. Ignorance must become our enemy. Are you learning something this morning? So it's it's very important to discern what time we are in right now. How many of you know that when it's summer, we prepare our clothes for the summer? When it's winter, you prepare your clothes for the winter. It's important in your moment of transition, if you want to move forward, God requires that you prepare and that you trust him in the process. You have to learn to trust God in the process. Now, in the book of Isaiah chapter 64 verse 8, Isaiah 64 verse 8, the Bible says that God is the potter and we are the clay. How many of you know that when a clay comes, when you see a clay, a clay has no value. But in the hands of the potter, during a process of time... The potter already has a plan and the potter begins to take the clay and begins to mold the clay and begins to make the clay and in the process of time, that which had no value, that which was formless, has form and now has value. You are a person of value. You are a person of dignity if you keep your life in the hands of the master. If the clay would have had we can be able to talk. If the clay would be able to speak, if the clay had feelings, and if you know that when the potter takes that clay and begins to mold it, that process can be painful. That process can be very uncomfortable. If the, if the, if the clay had feelings and you would have gone, ow, ooh, hey, I thought you loved me. And the potter would say, I do love you. That's why I'm bringing the best for you. That's why I'm taking what's not to be there. I'm taking it out of you. Amen? So you have to learn to trust God. See, God is a God of three Ds. He's a God of deliverance. He's a God of discipline. And he's a God of destiny. Deliverance, he takes things out of you. Discipline, it keeps the thing out of you. And destiny is where he'll take you if you just trust him in the process. Praise the Lord. So Joseph had to learn this now. I'm going to speak to you about the life of Joseph. Joseph had to learn to trust God in the process. He begins, if you look in the book of Genesis, chapter 37, he begins, verse 3, at the age of 17. You're not too young for God to begin a miracle inside of your life. And you're not too old. You are just right. Say this to me, I'm just right. Say, I qualify for a miracle. Say it again. Say, I qualify for a miracle. We were just worshiping God and you sung about this is being a house of miracle. In the house of miracle is a God of miracle. And you and I, we qualify for a miracle. Say this, I qualify for a miracle. Amen. Now, could you imagine? On the first day when, when, when his father spoke to him, Joseph was given a coat of many colors. Now, I'm going to show you in the Bible that he had four garments. Those four garments showed the four seasons of his life. When God speaks to you, he shows you the future. But then he takes you back to the now. Are you understanding something? And then you have to learn to what? To walk and trust him as you keep moving Forward! I want you to shout out, I am moving forward. Amen. Say it again, say, I am moving forward. Irrespective of the opinions of people, irrespective of the obstacles, irrespective of what devil, the devil is doing, I am moving forward. Greater is he that is in me than he that is against me. Amen. I am a person of purpose. Praise the Lord. God has laid inside of each one of us gifts and talents and potential. Everybody say potential. So God spoke once, let me say that again. Once Jacob gave Joseph that coat of many colors, that coat showed something and that was the first season of his life. What was that season? It was the season of confirmation. It was the season of affirmation. It was the season of recognition. See, as soon as he got that garment, the Bible says, if you read your Bible, the Bible says once he got that garment, he began to dream. And, and he had a dream about his future. Let me tell you, if you know the story of the prodigal son. When the prodigal son came back, the father had three gifts for the prodigal son. The first gift was a garment, the robe of righteousness. No matter what you've done in the past, when you come back to God, God will cover you with the robe of righteousness. Your sin will be washed away. Say amen, somebody. You may have done what people say you have done, but you are not who people say you are. You are who God says you are. So he clothes you with a garment of righteousness. The second gift that the father gave to the prodigal son when he came back was the ring. The third was the shoes. Why the shoes? Because he wants you to go and announce how good he has been to you. How many of you know that God is a good God? And I will share of the goodness of God. So Joseph received the first garment. And that garment gave him dreams. He dreamed about his future not once but twice. Every time you dream about something to us, it's a confirmation. Now, listen to me. The season of affirmation, confirmation, and recognition will attract. Are you ready for this? A season of misunderstanding from other people. See, you and I, as believers, who understand the promises of the word, we have a different way of thinking, a different way of believing, and a different way of Speaking. Our belief system is different. See, the world says when they're weak, say I am weak. But we believers, we say when I'm weak, I am strong. So people misunderstand that. How could you say you're strong when you look weak? How could you say you're healed when you look sick? How could you say you're rich when I know that you have no money in your bank account? But I don't live by what people say. I live by what God says and my confession will bring my possession. So there'll be a season of people misunderstanding you. When you speak the language of faith, not everybody would understand that. If I had to do another subject on the life of Joseph, I would preach on the power of shutting your mouth. Because some of us, we've gone and said the right thing to the wrong people. And they have come with the spirit of discouragement. Because they don't understand what God has given to you. Never share to people what God has given to you if they're not at the same level of your faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Out of that season of misunderstanding, listen to me very carefully, comes in the same season because they misunderstand you, a season of mistreatment. Have you ever been mistreated by people just because you're walking by faith? Just because you're a person that has a dream. Just because you're a person that has a potential. Just because, now I've discovered something in my life. There's a lot of people, they are going nowhere and they want me to come with them. I don't have time for that. Say amen, somebody. So they'll become to mistreat you. Then people will will become jealous over you. Anybody go through that? And then people will start to betray you. That's what happened to Joseph. There became, there came a time of rejection. You know, when you walk by faith, sometimes your family will reject you. Your friends will reject you. But bless God, God will never reject you. Do you know what was the problem? The problem of their jealousy and their mistreatment was because because of that coat. See, once God put a robe over you, how many of you know that in the book of Isaiah it says, we cast off the garment of heaviness and we put on the garment of praise. Amen. I prophesy over your life every spirit of discouragement, every spirit of despair, every spirit of heaviness. I cast it out in the name of Jesus. And I say in Jesus' name, you have the garment of praise and God inhabits in the praises of his people. Amen. If God is for us, who can be against us? Praise God. So he goes through a time where he's in the pit. And I sense some of us are in the pit. But pit simply means people in training. You're not going to be there forever. See, one of the things that God wants to do is develop your character. A person of destiny must become a person of character. My spiritual father, Apostle Theo, said uh, in one of the subjects, I believe it's developing godly character. He said, uh, imagine, and you know in Mauritius we can imagine it, we can see it. Imagine a nice sailboat on the horizon. Now you don't see the horizon here in Johannesburg. I told you, God lives in Mauritius. And if you can imagine that nice sailboat, there's a beautiful wind. You see the beauty of the sail." And it's going somewhere because of the wind. But let me tell you something. The wind is the breath of the Holy Spirit, the Word of God. The sail is the beauty of your talent and your potential. And the gifts that you have. But the boat itself underneath is your character. Now, if there's a hole in that boat, the wind can be good. The beauty can be great, but you're still going down. So God is taking you through a process of making you and molding you and changing your character. Are you learning something? That process can be difficult. Let me tell you, changes are painful. Ladies, it's about to give birth. The closer you are to giving birth, the more the pain. Am I right, ladies? Man, please don't answer that. Am I right, ladies? When a baby is about to, 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 to be teething, is that how you say it? What happens to the baby? It begins to cry. He or she begins to cry. Why? Because it, uh, the baby can't talk to you. No baby is born with teeth. But in the process of time, the teething comes, but that process of change and development is painful. But pain is an indication that something Positive is happening in my life. God turns pain to pleasure. God turns pain to provision. So he goes through this time now, first season of his life. In the second season of his life, he goes into the house of Potiphar. And I believe this is a very important season in our life. It's called a season of submission. The season of servanthood. The season of building someone else's house, someone else's dream. And in that season, everything is going well for Joseph. And whenever you go through the season of submission and servanthood, serving with a pure heart, serving with a heart of integrity, serving faithfulness, it will attract a season of temptation and accusation. Now, anybody here go through temptation? Oh, I think I'm the only one think temptation only comes to Mauritian people. See, as long as there are people watching us, we can kind of resist temptation. Let me give you something that happened to me. I was in the company of Apostle Theo and Apostle Alan Bagg, who was here last week. And um, there was a cake. And the cake was communicating to me. Eat me, eat me. I feel lonely. But because I was in the company of two men that are very disciplined in their body, I resisted the temptation. Do you understand what I said? I said, no, get behind me, Satan. But if those two men of God, men of discipline were not there, before the cake could speak, it would have been in my mouth. So sometimes it's easier to resist temptation when people are watching you. But what happens when nobody's watching? You must live a life of purity and prayer. A life of purity and prayer will attract a life of power and praise. Praise God. Are you learning something? So nobody was watching. And there was a woman. Now here's the difference. Guys, listen to me. The difference between Joseph and Samson. Joseph had the lady on the plate. Samson went looking for the plates. Are you learning something? And she said constantly, lie with me, lie with me. And he said, no way, no way. And I know he's got a second garment. Why? Because as as she's trying to pull him, he leaves that garment behind. The second season of his life. And he, even though he didn't do it, he got accused of doing something that he never did. Have you ever been accused of doing something that you never did? You know, sometimes in Mauritius, they've said things that I didn't know I've ever done that. It was a revelation to me. But the Bible tells me that night and day, the devil accuses us before the father. You don't listen to accusation. You must keep listening to revelation. Now he goes into prison, the third season of his life. Now in the third season of his life, I know he's wearing a garment because when Pharaoh calls him, he's going to let go of that garment. But in the, in the season of being in prison, has it ever happened to you that um, you, you, you want to move forward in life? And, 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 and in that season, I want you to understand, it was a season of spiritual growth for me. It was a season of the anointing for me. How do I notice the anointing? Because not only did he have a dream, he had now the ability to interpret dreams. He discovered his potential. He discovered himself. So two men comes, butler and a baker. And they're in the prison with him. In this season right now. And he gets, uh, he gets the interpretation. Both of them has a dream. He gets the interpretation of it. He says to one within three days, you'll be restored to your position. He said to the other one, within three days, your head will be cut off. And you know within three days what happened? What he said is what happened. Now how many of you know if that was me, we'll have a Pentecostal time right there. Hallelujah, I'm the man of the hour, the man of the power. Oh, praise the Lord. Lord, open more doors for me. Let me go and interpret more dreams right now, Lord. Lord, I pray that you break every limitation right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray that doors will just open. How many of you understand what I'm saying? You see, he had to understand that the season of the anointing, the season of influence will also bring a season of patience that ever happen to you you want you're you're here how many of you ever been in in a box or in a room in a room or in the prison like joseph if he wants to move forward he has to stop because there's a boundary so he says i'll change direction i'll move this way and guess what he has to stop because there's what a boundary so he says i think i'll go this way and he goes that way there's what a boundary so he has to stop that's called limitation but in that moment god is not limiting you god is just preparing you for your promotion are you learning something patience something that we don't have something that i don't have i mean i can have patience when i'm sleeping when i'm in a traffic when i'm waiting for a plane i I don't know about you one day i was traveling to uh, to, uh, to England from Mauritius non-stop 12 hours on the plane I think I've told you this before 12 hours on the plane how many of you know it's a very painful process especially when you're sitting down at the back in economy class after 2-3 hours one of your cheeks begins to negotiate with your left cheek and say it's your turn to sit this way now and then after a few hours you say no it's your turn so you, you kind of turn the other cheeks which is biblical it's biblical turn the other cheeks And you do that, and you're now flying over London, and you see London, you do see London, you see the Big Bend, you see the River Thames, you see the stadium, Chelsea Football Stadium, and so forth, and you think, yes, yes, hallelujah, no more limitation, I'm about to, ah, I'm about to land in my destination, oh yes, and then the pilot comes over and says, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking, we were supposed to land at 10 o'clock, But because of air traffic, we need to go around and we'll land at 11 o'clock. And everybody kisses their teeth, especially Nigerian people. They know how to do that. And so you're sitting there and you think, more negotiations on the way. And you get frustrated, but I understood something. Frustration is an indication I'm not at my destination. Are you learning something? So you get frustrated sometimes. But don't give up because you can see it. If you can see it, you can have it. So he moves now to the next level. Pharaoh has a dream. The funny thing is when he interpreted the dream of the butler, he said to the butler, don't forget me. Has it ever happened to you that you've done something good for people and they've forgotten about you? Come on, speak to me, somebody. Is it only a Mauritian thing? You, you know, you said you, you saying to yourself, "I helped him, I was there for him." It was because of the teaching, it was because of the anointing that he's where he is today. Speak to me, somebody. I'm speaking to you like a Mauritian pastor. And then the guy forgets. The guy forgets him for two years. Listen, people might forget you, but you are not forgotten in the presence of God. God is setting you up. Everybody say, I'm being set up. God is setting you up. He's setting you up for great things. But you have to learn to trust God in the process. Some of us, we give up in the process. Some of us, we get discouraged in the process. Some of us want to quit in the process. Let me tell you something. A quitter will never win and a winner will never quit. We are not quitters in the presence of God. We are winners according to the word of God. Favor has a dream. Nobody is there to interpret. The guy remembers. Let me tell you something. The good that you have done, it will come up as a spiritual memory, remembrance to the people that you have done it. God has not forgotten you. And suddenly, I say suddenly. Everybody says suddenly. Did you know that suddenly is the brother of Bruce Lee? <laughs> suddenly. Suddenly. Pharaoh has a dream. No one is there to interpret. But the man, remember, there's a man with a gift. You are a person of potential. You are a person with a gift. You are a person with talent. Don't give up because let me tell you, greatness is calling you. If you listen and wait, Patiently in the process of God, greatness is calling you. We cannot serve a big God and remain small. We serve a great God. Miracles can be great, blessings can be great, deliverance can be great. We serve a great and mighty God. So when Pharaoh calls him, he takes away this garment, shaves himself, and he stands in the presence of Pharaoh. And he interprets the dreams of Pharaoh. And he says to Pharaoh, now he's got, he understands there's two gifts. One became two. He has the gift of interpretation. He has the gift of wisdom. He tells Pharaoh what to do. There are many people in here that God has called you for great things. You'll be able to counsel and advise other people, great people, that doors of opportunity will open for you. Doors of promotion, doors of elevation will open for you. If you believe it, you can receive it. If you believe it, you can have it. You've got to learn to believe. You're learning something. You believe not with your mind, you believe with your heart. Whatever you believe is what you receive. I believe that great things will happen to me. My belief attracts my destiny. Your believing must work with your confession. With the heart you believe, with your mouth you confess. That's how it operates in the kingdom of God. I believe that God will bless me exceedingly abundantly, so I confess it. I am blessed exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. Are you learning something? So, he's now riding on a chariot. As I'm about to close, the funny thing is, when he was in a pit, rejected, he didn't cry. There's nothing wrong with crying. Shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. But he didn't just keep on crying. He wiped his tears and called forth Lazarus. When he was blamed unjustly, accused, he didn't cry. You know when he cried? The Bible said that Joseph wept when he saw his brothers. And he said, I know now this wasn't you that mistreated me and sold me out. This was part of the process. This was part of the process. Many of us here we're going through a process. It's a great process. You know, when you look at the life of Joseph from being a man appreciated by his father to being a slave, to being a prisoner and then being rejected. When you look at his life, you see this. But when God, what God is doing, God is doing this. Because when God first spoke to Joseph, all Joseph had in mind was himself. But do you know what God had in mind? When God spoke to Joseph, he had a generation in mind. He had a nation in mind. When God speaks to you, it's not only about you. It's about your generation. It's about a nation. It's, a, it, it's more than you can ask or think. Never limit God. This morning in this atmosphere, as the band is just giving that atmosphere of worship, I'm going to ask every head bow. And I want to pray over you. And I want to stand with you against every discouragement. And I feel it in this place. I feel there are some people that in secret you've been weeping and crying questioning turning around in circles. But I believe in a God of our breakthrough. So I want everybody just lift up your hands. Some of you are going to feel the love of God. Some of you are going to feel the warmth of His love. Some of you are going to feel a weight being lifted over you, taken off you right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these wonderful people. These are your children, Lord. Lord, every spirit of heaviness, discouragement, despair, depression, Lord, I take authority right now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God, I pray that you breathe in each and every one of us right now in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Lord, that you are the repairer. You are the redeemer. You are the restorer. That right now, Father God, you just minister to your children. Lord, I pray that you heal every broken heart right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you set the captives free right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your anointing that destroys the yoke and removes burden. Thank you, Father God, for peace of mind. Thank you for joy in our hearts. Thank you, Father God, that you take away the scales of our eyes. That we may know and go to our future. We trust you in the process, Lord. And we give you alone the glory. In Jesus' name and all God's people say, Put our hands together for Jesus. Praise the Lord.